Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Max Mosier. Today we talk about Stranger Things Season 3. We finally break down this amazing season on Netflix. We get into the time stone where we review Home Alone. Does it still hold up? And then we have a hotter snot segment that we for sure know you are going to enjoy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Infinity Bros podcast. Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, today with two other Infinity Bros in what has been a just lowly July for us. It feels like every time we think about recording something, we don't, but we're back. We're excited to be with you. Uh, First Infinity Bro, Mark Jones. Welcome, Infinity Bros Universe. Glad to be back. Luckily, it's August, so it's not lowly July anymore for us. That is about sums up everything I think about time and space right now. Like, time is just... We're 11 days in August, and I think it's July still. Absolute insanity. Um, Mark's all in, but is Isaac all in? Isaac Edlund. I am 100% all in on the Infinity Bros podcast right now. Fantastic. Isaac, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a while. I'm ready to shake the rust off. And, and Are you still on paternity leave? No, no. I went back to work, and it was the worst uh, work week of my life, basically. Did you lose a lot of money at card games? Yeah, yeah. Lost all of it. Actually, like we pre-gamble our money, so like we, we gamble the next paycheck during, during the work week. So um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a nurse, and everybody knows that nurses just just play cards at work that's all we do all you guys do so that's that's all you talk about yeah yeah. i was just wondering yeah so so yes i've already lost a my next paycheck basically so you you could say it was a bad week oh we figure that out now that you have two children (laughs) we'll make it work we'll make it work well that's that's with all the revenue from the infinity bros podcast oh yeah (laughs) responsibility (laughs) is definitely your middle name as we can tell um but speaking of responsible, you, the listener, are responsible. You want to know why? You're responsible for our success. And our success comes from you. We're grateful for you. We're, we love you 3,000. We're glad you're here. Uh, if you have never listened to us before, we are a pop culture podcast talking about the things in pop culture, video games, movie, TV, or anything else that's on our mind. Um, we hope that you enjoy your time with us. Uh, we actually would love it if you would take a couple minutes and just head over to iTunes. Give us a rating. One to five stars. If it's anything lower than a four, we ask that you just don't leave anything because we probably don't like you anyway. But uh, we would love to to hear your reviews, and more reviews means more exposure for us, which is a win for everybody. So, uh, but speaking of iTunes review, get speaking of iTunes reviews, guys, we uh we have two new reviews, guys, to review today. Are you guys excited? Super excited. Let's do this. I feel like it. I feel like it's been a long time for you, Mark, since we have talked about any of our reviews. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't here the last time you had a had a review. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So I I remember reading that or listening to that review, and it uh, sounded like that person really liked me, but you know, you didn't you didn't approve of the the message received. Oh, oh well, not all messages are equal. Uh, we got our first review. We did not get this person did not take the time to type up a review about us, but they did give us a rating. Do you guys have a guess of what their rating was? 
uh, it must be a lower than five star rating. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it, right? It could be five star. I'm going to say three. Mark, I'll say four. I'll say four. It was a three-star review. We got our first three-star review. And again, the coward did not leave a comment with it. So for that, we say, we hope you never listen to us again. (laughs) Um, If you're going to give us anything lower than a four, at least rip us so that we can, like, talk about it. Come on. Have the decency to say we suck. That's true. We do We do want to be ripped on, at least. We need to be careful. Isaac, we need to be very careful saying that. Then they will flood in. I mean, I would much rather get ripped on in a hateful or, or somewhat sarcastic comment than just a three-star review and nothing if else. If you're like going and reviewing other podcasts, are you the kind of guy that goes, hey, I'm going to just hit the three button and then be done with it? Or do you leave an extensive kind of review with it? If I'm reviewing podcasts and it's a three to me, I probably don't bother to review it at all. I don't even go on there. The only reason I would go on to review somebody is if they were a fantastic podcast and I wanted to let them know that. I feel the same way about like if I'm going to leave a review, it's usually going to be like a written one, four to five. I don't need the end to go out to the Infinity Bros universe. No one needs to come rip us because I already do that to everyone else. So that that job's already done. That is true. Yep. Yeah, Mark Mark brings us down. I just don't understand the three star rating without giving any credibility to it. Yeah. Like if we get a one star, we're gonna be pretty upset, don't you think? Yeah, I'll probably cry a bit. And we'll probably be a little upset. We haven't gotten any of those yet, thankfully. This is not your invitation to do that. (laughs) But we did get two uh, new written ones. The first one coming from So Helpful from Pass Brian Sow. Pass Brian Sow. He says, As I get older and busier. It's hard for me to keep up to date on everything new coming out. You bros do a killer job of not only being informative, but with different personalities you all have, it makes for a fun and engaging experience. Thanks for being my go-to, guys, while I'm working on projects. P.S. Robbie is the best. When did Robbie change his name to Pass Brian Sout? <laughs> that is a good question. Good question. I think that might have been his ego who created that. Yeah. Sleepwalking Robbie. <laughs> he has an alter ego. What is Robbie's alter ego name? That's a past Brian Sow. I just said it. Past Brian Sow. Yeah, true. I guess there it is. Yeah, that's what there it is. There we have yeah. it. It was a five star rating, though, so we do appreciate that. Thank you so much, past Brian Sow. And uh, we hope you keep listening and send us some more feedback, All right, man? The other one, we have a, another review from somebody in the past, Isaac. Okay. Okay. I know somebody came back. I'm. I personally, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of it. Not a big fan of it. And, and we might have to set a rule like we're not reading it after the second or third time. We're going to read it anyway, though. Uh, comes from. I'm not going to say the name. They say you guys are just a joy as always to listen to. It's honestly like I'm hanging out with my old friends every time I listen to this podcast. So fun, always having me laughing. Always have me laughing. Excuse me. Uh, then the asterisk, 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 three asterisks. Mark has the best voice. His personality shines through and his passion really shows holistic nurse dot 19 returns. Isaac, we talked about this last time. Could it be Rob from Montana? Did he get into nursing? Were you sleepwalking again and saying another review about Mark and showing your infinite love for Mark? I'm worried. I'm getting worried. Or is this one of the six reviews that Mark has actually wrote himself about us? I wish I had the time. 
You think of the 29, the 29 ratings, like six of them have just been Mark just cat typing. Yes. Yes. All the cat Have, have you guys seen, uh, oh, what is it called? Silicon Valley? It's an HBO show. Oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. imagining when you guys think that, um, I forget the guy's name, the tall skinny guy that like lives in their garage. Jared. Yeah. Buys the, buys like the likes to make the company look bigger than what they are. Like yeah. that's what I'm doing. It, yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. Exactly. That's totally you, Mark Jones. Yes. yes. You're all in, Mark. You're all in. Hey, if I'm not in, then, you know, you're all out. Amen. Amen. Um, Hey, you can email us at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. You can go on iTunes and leave us a review. We'd love to read it. Even if it's your second or third time, maybe after three or four times, we might stop reading it. But if you've got a review, we'd love to read it on the air and uh, give you a shout out. Um, Even if it's mean. If it's mean, we'll read it. We, We probably will rip you. Just so you know, but it's more fun that way. Life's more fun that way. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Uh, we are getting in back into hotter snot. It's been about a month since we've done a hotter snot, so I think this one's going to be big. We're finally talking about Stranger Things season three. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, we're going to break down our remaining 2019 movies in our top five segment. Um, there's, as we looked through the list, there are some movies that I'm like, oh man, that. I did not know that movie was coming out, or I forgot that one's coming out. This is going to be a good movie. I'm excited to see it. So we'll talk about that. And then finally, we're going to start our Time Stone segment where we talk about an old nostalgic movie and see if it holds up. Um, And we will be reviewing Home Alone uh, with the news that Disney was canceling it um, with their new streaming service. So this may be your first time listening to our podcast, though. And we want you to be familiar with our rating system. So we're going to put our rating bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. We also are going to be spoiling Stranger Things season 3 today. So if you have not listened to it yet or have not seen it, excuse me, we're going to need you to look at our timestamps, skip ahead, keep listening and come back when you're done with season 3. Uh, but we're going to put a spoiler warning for Stranger Things right here. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. <laughs> warning. All right. Stranger Things Season 3 hit on July 4th, guys. Uh, we had just done our Spider-Man um, podcast, so we weren't able to get into that. Um, have you guys watched all of Stranger Things season three? Yes, I have. Yes, I have as well. Um, and it, it's pretty exciting because we, we finally got enough buffer time. I, normally, I feel like when we review, we kind of were in a hurry kind of to get ahead of the wagon. But we kind of were just, we were all just like, eh, whatever, we're just going to get to it when we get to it. Um, Stranger Things season, th- season three obviously sees the return of the gang uh, in, well, talk on it, my internet's crapping out again. What's the city called? I had it just pulled uh, up. Hawkins, here. Indiana. Thank you, Hawkins, Indiana. Indiana. Gosh, go. we're just producing some amazing stuff here. We returned to Hawkins, Indiana after Will Byers disappeared in season one, had some issues in season two, and then finally in season three, we see the evil that resonated from season two that Eleven had sent back into the gate, um, reemerging again. And uh, we are going to break down this show top to bottom from our perspective, as we talked about. Um, and so we're going to start with our rating, initial thoughts, and then we will just go ahead and jump around and see where, where it takes us. Mark, let's start with you. 
Oh, man. I think I would give this season a four out of six stones. Um, I had a really good time out real quick, Mark. I apologize. Can you also give your ratings for season two and season one? Season one, I would say uh, for sure six out of six was uh, groundbreaking in my mind. Um, Season five or season two, probably give it five out of six stones as well. So I guess it's gone down at stone each season in my mind. Um, Gotcha. But actually, I mean, I think what really made it nod to five or six in my mind is I just felt uh, there were parts in season three where just um, it just felt like filler and didn't really attribute to the whole story. And I don't know, it just seemed like I, I know their whole thing is to play a nostalgia, but the whole uh, bringing the Russians in as like an a- like the aspect of the whole thing just seemed forced to me. But I still had fun watching it. Still had fun watching it. So that's all that matters, right? Amen. Oh, and and got to see uh um oh, what's his name? Why am I blinking? Um, the redhead girl's older brother, Doc Gray Montgomery, Billy. Billy, yeah. Oh my gosh, talk about a specimen of the human body. <laughs> Phyllis, you're a married woman. But yeah, that's that's what I got for season three. All right, Isaac, uh, initial thoughts and ratings. <laughs> um, my so I'll just go ahead and start with my rating. I'm gonna give it a five out of six. Um, I agree with Mark. Season one is a six out of six. It kind of was groundbreaking, as he said, and just something fresh and new, kind of a new take on thriller horror um, that was not necessarily PG, but like you know, it wasn't necessarily on the horror side; it was more on the thriller side. Um, and sec- season two, I would actually give a five point five. Um, just really really great content still i just feel like the season in or the storyline in season one was much better than season two and then um i'll give this one a five out of six because um again story in the first two seasons was definitely better than the storyline in season three and as mark alluded to there are just parts that just seem kind of thrown in there whether it be for nostalgia's sake or for convenience of the story or um, just playing on you know other people's uh, thoughts of the of the previous seasons or whatever um, like one part in particular that I really liked but didn't seem to really fit was the um, part where Dusty and his girlfriend Susie sing the never-ending story song it was really yes it was awesome right? it was awesome <laughs> like it was so cool but then you're just like in the middle of it you're like what is going on right now? This has absolutely nothing to do with the whole story. Like she was just literally, she was there to give him the code to get into the bottom of the basement or whatever. And she wouldn't give it to him unless she sang the story. And that was it. Like, it was just like, okay. I mean, it was cool. It just, it just seemed the whole a little se- weird. The whole season, you're wondering if she's right. even yeah, real, exactly. dude. Like you're wondering. See, that's the payoff see, and this there. And is why I still give it a five out of six because I still enjoyed that part, even though it didn't like flow really well or anything like that. It was still funny. It still was pretty cool, and it was actually a good like they they were really great singers. So I was like, okay, this is actually enjoyable. Um, so that's kind of was my whole thought of it. Like again, yeah, the Russian thing. Like, why did they? And this plays on the storyline part. Why did they go back and open it up again? Anyways, like it just kind of didn't make sense to me initially um 
yeah, so it's still still great content, still great show. Would recommend, obviously, you know, seeing season one and two before three, because otherwise you're a little behind on the on the story. But um, yeah, I would I would still say great season. Um, just didn't live up to season one and two. Man, I don't know what you guys are saying. I I'm a six out of six for season one. Um, I'd go a three and a half out of six for season two kind of a letdown I felt like season two was the ending was was good but I mean up to that point I felt like it was kind of what you guys are describing of this season I give this season a 5.9 and the only reason I don't give it a six is because I don't think anything can be what season one was um I absolutely loved this season top to bottom I was on the edge of my seat all season long I I felt like I had no idea where things were going I loved the character growth. I really, Mark, I agree. I, I mean, you said it in a dorky way, but Billy's like evolution as a character in this was really, really something special. Um, I thought Eleven was great again. I thought all the kids coming back was great. I loved Stephen and Dustin's relationship. Um, I, I, I strangely liked Robin. I didn't think I was gonna like her as as we went throughout the season with her. Her reveal at the end was meh. It was okay. Um, but just, yeah, I, a very, did, did, did that seem forced? It did not seem forced. Okay. okay maybe I'm just by myself. As I'm looking back on like how they were talking to each other, it was subtly dropped. Um, but I could see where you'd think that maybe I'll put that, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, I thought the mall was great. I, I mean, again, what makes these shows, this show in particular, so powerful is the ability to utilize nostalgia. It's a, it's a previous generation from ours, but obviously the, the mall itself was a character. And I, I don't know about you, Isaac, but I'm like, I loved the mystery of the Russians. I loved why are they doing that? And I feel like it's a huge setup for next season. I think we're going to get answers there. This show was phenomenal this season. This is the second best season of television I've watched this year, right behind um, another show we're going to talk about later. Um, this this was a fantastic season. I, I'm very interested to talk about this show from you guys, because you guys obviously thought it was good, but I, I, I rave about this show. This show is fantastic. I felt like Stranger Things is back. Um, I know there's only a certain amount of seasons they can do with these kids because they're getting older. But, man, I cannot wait for Stranger Things Season 4. Um, looking forward to that. But let's break down some of the things that happened. Mark, we, we, you and I are itching to talk about this. Let's talk about Doc Ray Montgomery's performance this season with Billy as it's kind of revealed that he becomes the main uh, avatar, maybe is the word we could use, for this monster that is taking over the city and replacing bodies. Um, what did you think of him? Oh, my gosh. Um I don't know if it's just like the way he was able to just carry himself into this character and just be more than just a meathead with a body. But I think he, I mean, the actor himself just played it really good. And I think that kind of played well with the the character development, just, you know, seeing him um, basically become the monster and then, you know, or he kind of was a monster as a person and then becomes the literal monster and then, you know, gets... Um, redeemed at the end i think there was a good character arc there yeah i definitely agree i mean i'm probably not as uh smitten with him as you are mark but he was a fantastic Shame. character um great acting like fantastic just all around in general and the setup that season two did uh for this season was just perfect 
like that first trailer that came out must have been i don't know in may or april maybe even with him just you know with the poolside scene and stuff like that that got me so pumped for stranger things three um so yeah just just overall really great job by him the scene where him and 11 square off um the the sauna episode room yeah that was the first time ever where I felt like, man, Eleven is not going to win. I think it was the first time I've ever felt that like was, that. In this that whole was series. what was kind of cool about this um, season was that like, throughout the season you were like, "Gosh, are they actually going to be able to win this if Eleven can't even take one of him?" And there's like, you know, at, throughout the season you go and it shows glimpses of the basement, and there's like, you know, I don't know if there's hundreds of people down there. There's a lot of people down there, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like. If she can only not take one of them, like, holy crap, what is going on? Didn't we kind of get that at the carnival scene when a bunch of the people started going, like, right. you know, they started, like, going back away. where it's like there had to be hundreds of people. Right, yeah. So, yeah, you just kind of get this sense of almost, like, impending doom throughout the season, and that just made it more suspenseful and entertaining, so... They did a great job with that. I mean, we've talked about Dr. Montgomery before. Obviously, if you've listened to this show, you know how big of a fan I am of Power Rangers, and that movie was so underrated and uh, his performance. And that was wonderful as Jason. And um, this, this show really Marvel, go get him, go get him Marvel. Um, I'd love to see him in a Marvel movie. I think he, he absolutely owned it. Him and Millie Bobby Brown. I'd love to see those two in a Marvel movie. Those two just, I don't know if the the wonder twins or Marvel or DC off the top of my head, but wouldn't you love him and Naomi Scott, you know, partnering up. You're just super setting hit. me up now for a Naomi Scott. Do you not, would you not want that? Would you not to, want that? Tell me I would, tell me you wouldn't be I all would, in on that. Well, first off, Naomi Scott is it rumored to be in talks for a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah? yeah? Go on. So that's a win right there. But Doc Ray Montgomery, I would take him as a villain. You know who Doc Ray Montgomery I'd love to take? Taskmaster. Give that guy Taskmaster. I'm game with that. That's the role I'd want him to have. But I digress. Um, let's talk about a couple other things real quick. Um, what did you guys? So Isaac, you talked about this. I, I want to. This is jumping ahead, but just this is my favorite. This is my favorite part of the whole show. The never-ending story song. You did not like this, oh, no, Isaac. No, 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 Tell no. Me no. More. I would like to clarify. I loved the whole part. It okay, just okay, didn't. Okay. It I'm just sorry, didn't seem like it flowed or like fit in the whole like tone of the season to me. And that's why, like, it was so, like, crazy and just like, what is going on right now? Like, the best is when the, it, like, cuts to um, Hopper and uh, Joyce in the basement, and they're just, like, listening to it. And they're like, what is going on right now? Like, we're waiting for this code. It's a life or death situation. And they're listening to the never-ending story song. And it just keeps going. You, you're just, like, waiting for it to end. And then they just, like, they, it's like a key change. They just keep going. And it, like, it was so fun that I totally enjoyed it. But it just, when I looked back on it, I was like, did this just happen? Like, what is going on right now? Um, but, no, the whole part was fantastic and hilarious. But I just felt like it was a little out of place. Okay, fair enough. I I loved it. It was, it was one of those moments too where I'm watching it and I'm going, "What on earth is going on?" Right. Yeah. I'm just uh-huh. like I was like looking around. I'm like alone in my living room watching this. I'm like, "What is going on? Am I what? Is this really here, happening okay, right now?" Okay. Here's a thing that I heard from. 
I don't know if I heard it on another podcast or where I heard it from, but like our generation and anybody younger than us, we all love Stranger Things so much because we love the nostalgia, even though we weren't, you know, alive in the 80s to know what the 80s were like. But somebody, it was some older person was like, Stranger Things, the nostalgia plays on the best parts of the 80s, but they didn't necessarily think that it like encapsulated the 80s as a whole. So it like downplayed the the nostalgia aspect downplayed the whole show in general for them, which for us is like, I mean, looking back on the 80s, even though we weren't a part of it, I love all the bright colors and, you know, everything that is going on, like the whole mall, like concept, like it's new, everybody's there, it's a place to hang out. Like to us, because we weren't a part of the 80s, we're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's what the 80s are like. But somebody else was like, no, that wasn't really what it was like. So, and to us... I think people from the 80s totally think that's what it's like. And I think think to us, it's just another sci-fi show that has great characters and we love. I mean, our generation is really being trained now to appreciate good television and film. We're not going to let crappy television films anymore unless it's a popcorn That's not to say they thought it was like a poorly made like film or TV or anything like that. They just didn't feel that it like represented the eighties that they remembered necessarily. Well, there was a TV, there was a TV show that just came out a little while ago on Netflix. Uh, It was about the kids in the nineties. I forget the name of it at the top of my head. Um, Are you talking about the movie that's called the nineties? No, no, no. There's a a TV show. No, no, no. There's a TV show about kids in the It's like, it's, it's about kids that are part of a VCR club in the nineties. Um, it was on Netflix, but it's kind of this. And I think people are trying to replicate this concept. Now they're trying to replicate this, like, okay, kids in this specific generation working on this bigger overarching story. And I think, I think today the audience is not allowing crappy television or movie to work. And I think what, yes, nostalgia is a piece of this show, but this show is good because it's well written and it has a very compelling story with excellent right. character. Right, and that's why it it ultimately works. Is it? It's not the nostalgia. It's just because it's a really well written story and the characters are very they they act their parts really well. So it's not necessarily all nostalgia. But that was just a interesting tidbit that I I mean you know us as 90s kids we don't obviously know what the 80s were like so when we look at that we think it's cool but i just thought that was kind of an interesting little tidbit i i think it draws the older crowd in for the 80s and i think it just draws us in because it's on netflix and it's popular but that's just me mark any comments on that before we kind of move on okay good talk um what so mark we kind of alluded to this uh steven robin um, Robin is a new character that works at the ice cream parlor with Steve. Um, and they go on their little adventure into the bunker that takes them, uh, basically keeps them in the mall the whole episode, the whole season. Um, first off, what did we think of that trio? Um, and then obviously, uh, the little sister coming in later, uh, her, her joining the crew. But what did we think of that little group of three, um, as the show went on? I think I enjoyed that crew out of what the four that we got the most I think gave me the most laughs between the banter between those four four characters yeah 
and Priya Ferguson is the actress's name. She plays Erica. Erica is the is the is the girl that came in. Uh, I I'll tell you what. Erica was a was a scene stealer when she was with those four. Um, how just her attitude was hilarious, and I really just enjoyed her character. I'm really looking. I hope they keep her character kind of engaged moving forward. She's kind of seemed like somebody who just is a smart ass um, as as this as this show has gone, and it just she felt like a welcomed addition. Mark, what did you think of the kind of reveal at the end that uh, that Robin uh, was in fact a lesbian? Man, I, not to get like I don't know. I just felt like yeah, I guess it goes against the the narrative of movies like oh they're gonna fall in love, but I mean like that's what you expect at the end of it like oh okay they're gonna be you know in love with each other but then that's not the case. I just I don't know. I just feel like some stuff doesn't have to always. Um, I think it was a good idea. That's what I'm gonna say. I think it was meant to be. I I I thought it was a good move when you watch the previous first three episodes in the first three episodes when you watch her kind of go as a character it made sense it was out of left field um receiving the information was out of left field but i will say that i think it fit in the context of this show and the way she said it i felt was really really not appropriate is the word i'm looking for it was uh, very well said for her character, and it was very telling of the times. Um, and and I, I really, I, I, I was okay with that character move by them. Interesting tidbit about it, Mark. I didn't say it earlier, but they actually did not decide her sexuality until they were filming episode four. I thought, um, I thought you decided that, or no, uh, it wasn't your choice, right? It I, was not my choice, Mark. I'm sorry. I, it was not. I'm How sorry. dare they choose her sexuality? Well, apparently, choosing her sexuality until episode four or five, um, they said, if I can hope for anything, it's that maybe some people fell in love with Robin that helped them fall in love with girls who love girls and boys love boys. No, no, um, I think but, I got to make one more comment. I think the reason why I didn't like it the most, because I had been in Steve's shoes before. So and then laying out your whole heart and then finding out like, oh, you can't you can't play for that team. It's honesty hour here on the Infinity Bros podcast. <laughs> um, remind me, reminds me of a young Steve Mosier. Um, uh, yeah, it was just very interesting. I wanted to share that they didn't decide that till episode four or five. But um, Isaac, any comments on that? <clears throat> no, I think I agree with you guys that it was it was a good move for them, and it was you know I think they meant it to be kind of a shocker or whatever even though it like really didn't change anything in the story or anything like that but it you know it was it was uh well done enough that it i didn't you know dislike it so it was fine yeah i yeah it was jarring but it made sense in the long run what did you guys think of steve making the shift to being a hero in this season yeah where he wasn't like you know a total jerk yeah a total cocky jerk that a total mark well, I'm not as beautiful as Steve, so you can't, you know, use that. Hey, hey, insult. hey, hey, Just grow hey, out your so, hair you know, a little bit. Hey, keep, that's enough. Just keep that's enough. Be able to if I grew, my, if I grew my hair out, my fiance Kelly would probably not like that. Um, but yeah, I think I it was. A, say, I, look at me. No, okay. I'm surprised you didn't name drop your your child bud. But I think uh, Steve's development as a as a character or his arc in this season, I thought was really great, just to show that. You know, because well, he he graduated high school, so like life changes. He goes from being the super hot, popular kid to just being a dude who works at a Baskin Robbins or a Ben and Jerry's or whatever. 
Yeah, he like kind of is a high school. He's kind of like the the guy, the has been. He turns yeah. into the has been. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It was wild to watch that. Um, Isaac, what about you? Yeah. Yep. Nothing. Nothing really more to add. But I will say that I I adore um, Dustin and Steve's relationship in both season two and season three. And season three just played it up so much, and it was just it was just great to watch. Really, really. When, when they first see each other, that first <laughs> so great. They do that little sword and, fight. Yeah. It's so and Robin's hilarious. just sitting there like, like, oh my gosh, these guys are the biggest nerds of all time. <laughs> I so love great. it. It's so good. It is so good. Um, two more things before we move on. Um, what did you think of the reveal that the uh, the other side villain uh, was a response to Eleven, just basically saying, "Hey, we are a response to you." Um, that was kind of the reason he, it he was created. Uh, what did you think of that, and that kind of how that all um, resolved itself with the ending of uh, of them defeating it and closing the portal? I and here's where I get hung up on the storyline, and it makes it a little bit less impactful than the first two seasons for me like how many seasons are you gonna have where you know um it's all focused on 11 everything is because of 11 and then you know they somehow manage to save the day and you know like are you gonna do this again next season is it gonna be focused on 11 it just i don't know i just it i just think that these seasons are going to start becoming a little repetitive, but you know, maybe they, I mean, they have to go a little bit different direction next season because she kind of lost her powers at the end of the season. So, you know, maybe they're going to start focusing on some other things, but um, I don't know. I just think, you know, like you mentioned before, Max, I mean, these kids are teenagers and they're going to grow up. So you only have a limited amount of time to really tell stories before, I don't know, they are not no longer a group of friends or unless they're going to be a group of friends until they are 80 years old and in the retirement home. But it just, you know, I feel like it just felt like a little bit of a repeat of season two and season two is a little bit of a repeat of season one. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like flat out the same storyline, which is why I still rate them pretty high but to me it just started getting a little oh okay all right they're all gonna focus on 11 and 11's the main part of the story and so that part was just a little i don't know it just didn't interest me as quite as much as you know the first season when everything was fresh and new so what do you what do you want i don't know i don't know i i i'm not the person who has to formulate a theory and has to see that theory come to fruition in the next season. Otherwise, I'm going to start a petition to have them reshoot the whole season. So I, give me something different. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Make well, me like I it. I think they're going to give you a lot different in season four. Right, it has to I be. Mean, the whole aspect. I mean, granted, you don't want a whole thing focused on Eleven. But the whole four seasons probably going to be, or par- most of it, it's going to be part of how did she get those powers back. Or the fact now we have to deal with why and how, or we kind of know how. That uh, Hopper is in Russia. You yeah, know? well, you didn't see him die. You don't is see a character though, die. Is he alive? He's alive. That's that's a, that's. Come on, Max, grow up. <laughs> grow up, bro. You can't show grow him. Grow up, bro. I don't know, man. Grow up. I don't know. Grow up. I think they might. They might pull the. Grow up, bro. Grow up, bro. I need to grow up. I'm sorry. Being. 
being ridiculous again. No, I agree. I think Hopper is alive, but um, I just don't know what you want, Isaac. I mean, I think Will Byers could have powers here. He kind of had the power of sensing when that thing was near them, but I don't know. I I think Eleven it has to have powers. So here's what I'll say again: It didn't retract from the story that I didn't think it was good. You know, like I still thought it was a fantastic. Um, season and a well done storyline. I I don't think it was a bad storyline. It just got slightly worn for me. I should say. Yeah, I, I that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, we kind of started our last question, but is Hopper still alive? I think all of us agree he's alive. What do you think the Russians are doing here? What's this big play they're making? Probably make an army of these uh, demogorgons. Yeah, I guess. I mean. I, it honestly surprised me that there was like a little whatever post credit scene or whatever it was. I was kind of like, oh, like I I guess I didn't realize we were all out on on season four. You know, like here we go. All right, we're there's a season four because I think at the end of season two, it was you know there wasn't um, direct confirmation that there was going to be a season three. So I just. Yeah, it was it was really interesting, and I honestly don't, you know, I, what else would they be doing with them besides trying to create an army, or, you know, I don't I don't think you would really necessarily benefit anything from from like torturing them or studying them or anything. So I you gotta gotta be going for creating them somehow. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's perfectly fair. So. Stranger Things Season 3. It's on Netflix. Go check it out now. If you haven't, what are you doing? Why have you been listening? You're a knucklehead. We just ruined everything. Seriously. Don't be that guy or gal. Let's get into what's hot, what's snot. Uh, Every week we try to talk about things that are relevant to us. um, Things that we love that are hot. Things that kind of suck that are snot. Um, And we got one we want to kind of join in on. So, Mark, we're going to start with you so we can talk about that oh my gosh all right well then i'll do my snot first um i said two things one's really a for sure snot two's like like a, a neutral snot maybe it's i still love it but i'm like anyways we'll come to that my first snot is 47 meters down uncaged um if you ever saw the first 47 meters down i'm i'm thinking like well you shouldn't have made the first one why is the second one being made just another shark movie that I just feel like it's just not working anymore. Shark movies need like a break. Or just don't make we already have like I don't need to go 70 see Jaws movies or something like that? We oh, only have okay. four, Sorry. Isaac. Not... <laughs> Grow up, bro. Hey, grow up. Read a book. Read a book. <laughs> Read a book about the Jaws movie series. Come on. You know, well, actually Jaws was a book. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't know that. Wait, was it one book or was it a series of books? I don't know. It's at least one book. Okay, and then my second, um, I don't know if I'd really call Anyways, I just want, I I love watching the show because of being a football player in kind of that atmosphere, not like at that level, but um, Last Chance You. And the reason why I want to say it's kind of snots, it's like, I feel like it glorifies how, like, the, the negative persona I feel like a lot of football players and teams like that aren't actually that team or are like that where 
you know, everyone's just there to try to get to the league or D1 scholarship and everyone's like stupid. That is literally why they're I know. There. And that's, that's, I get, I that get. That is 100% why every one of those guys are there. True. But I just feel like, just like anything, and it happens, I mean, freaking the Coach Brown says it, you know, when you guys steal, it looks bad. It makes it look like the whole football team's bad. So it's, I don't know. It's true, though. The whole football team is bad. They're all stupid, <laughs> and they're all there literally to go D1, and none of them You're right. are, are probably going to succeed because of this significant lack of work ethic. You're right. You're right. Some of them will, though. Well, have you have you been watching Hard Knocks? I have not. You know the guy, Ollie, from, uh, he was from season one or two? Yeah. He was with, uh, remember that really awesome D-line coach? With Buddy's team. Go on. Just the super awesome D-line coach. I forget his name. He would make this kid roll up and down the field. Um, <clears throat> But the kid, he was on the Oakland Raiders episode one. Spoiler alert for Hard Knocks. Um, And they profiled him because he was on Last Chance U. And he was like, hey, my, in one practice he goes, my Achilles hurts. Well, then the next day he missed his scheduled appointment to go to the trainer and Gruden heard about it and cut him immediately. I, I just don't get the mentality, like especially in the, in the pros that you have a, like a, a team scheduled appointment and you miss like, it. Yeah. What, or what, don't are, go what to else it. are you doing? You're in training camp for the NFL. Like what else is more important than your in your life? You're playing men. <laughs> I just hope it was a family reason and not something stupid. I hope so too, but it probably was something stupid because of last chance you showing that all they do are stupid things. I mean, but at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to watch Last Chance U because I still enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And you're darn and right. The, the shock to me is if I ever had a coach like Coach Brad, I wouldn't know how to feel like when he comes in and says, all right, MFers, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would you do as as a player? Maybe that happens more often. We just got I mean, where we went to college, like that wasn't the coach and atmosphere. How does he get respect? Like, I don't even get I couldn't even respect him. I couldn't even begin to respect him. I don't know. Maybe that's why we're not D1 athletes. Dude, I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense watching him talk to players. I'm, like, so just not even impressed. But I think he kn- he knows that he's not there to tech- really, like, 100% bond with them. And he's got to be quick and, uh, like, transactional with his players. Because he knows that they're here to get a D1 scholarship. And he's also there to, like, you know, do that for them. But Yeah, but he's, he's such a... BS her because one minute he's talking to the camera like, "Hey, this is all transactional. I'll cut you." That's where that's blah, 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 blah. that's because why but he's in that position. He, that's why in three years he's able to put a team up. Yeah, but then he'll talk to somebody else, and then he'll be like, "Yeah, it's just for the kids." It's like, no, it's not. You, this is for you, dude. This is all for you. He's all about himself, dude. He's. he's well, I'm not. Crap. I'm not being. Like, I'm not defending that he is not all about himself. <laughs> I know. I just. I don't think. I'm, uh, All right. He just drives me nuts. At least with Buddy, at least with Buddy, his was just anger issues. And anger issues are unfortunately a stigma of a coach. So, I think that happens a lot more than we think with coaches. So. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going, going to move on Sorry. to my hot. Sorry, I got I got a few hots. Um I know we kind of missed the we're kind of a week or two behind or are we a week or two behind? I don't remember. I can't think right now. Um I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Quentin Tarantino movie with Brad Pitt oh, and gosh, Leonardo Oh, gosh, I haven't DiCaprio. seen this. How was it? Amazing. I think it might be one of Quentin's best movies. I think overall, just, it was just great. Like, cinematography, the right music, the, you know, what they got 
to use in, you know, ni- for 1969 for costumes and all that jazz. It just, I think it flowed perfectly. And just the ending of that movie was just, just what the, just what the fans need. And I think the Infinity Bros universe would love it. Uh, okay. What's your rating of it? Oh, I would give it a six out of six. Um, my next hot is um, time out real quick. Time out, time out, time out. What's your what's your rating of Last Chance You this this fourth this season? Fourth season. Um, I'd probably give it a four out of six. What would you give this season of Last Chance You, Mix? Have you finished? Have you finished it? Um, I think I'm two episodes from being done. Yeah, as somebody who's finished it, I'd give it a five and a half out of oh, six. So maybe I got- it's a trick. It's it's a train wreck. Right. It's an absolute train right. wreck, and I love every minute Well, next of time it. I'm on the podcast, I'll have to give you an updated version what I thought. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think of the okay. ending. Because you already know about the ending, like what happens in oh, yeah, life, I, but yeah. I can't wait to hear what you what you think of watching it as it gotcha. happens. It's phenomenal. Uh, my next hot is uh, Jay Silent Bob reboot is going to be premiering soon. Uh, and oh, my I, gosh. I can't wait. I can't wait to see Bluntman Chronic being played by... Val Kilmer and Melissa Benoist are Batman and Superman of our world. I think I'll be fine. I think it'll be a fun movie. And I'm a big J I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. So, um, my number one hot, and this is, this is a developing story as of today, as we're recording, um, the Amazon prime show, the boys, it is everything I've, I've, I think, Everything I didn't know I wanted in a superhero insane. TV show. Absolutely insane. And yep. on top of that, great acting so far. Some very good visuals and some very shocking scenarios where it made me, of all people, think, like, you can't do that. And, oh, my gosh, I can't. I'm four episodes in. I I know Max has finished it, which I'm, on top of that, super surprised Max even finished episode one and even got through episode three. So, uh props to him and i think can i carl, can i come can i come, can we can we talk about this real yeah, quick i got and i gotta throw carl or uh, carl yeah uh, carl urban wow i think he needs to be given at least one superhero film every year and just he, he just he knows how to do it right the boys is so i know this i know we've gotten feedback at hey we're a really family friendly program and stuff like that if you have kids, do not let them anywhere near this show. Do not even consider watching the show with them. I will go as far as to say, if you have a family that does not like sexual scenarios, significant swearing, or very dark um, themes, maybe is the word I'm looking for here, Mark. I'm trying not to spoil anything. Um, do not watch the show. Don't watch it. Um, we were talking before the show about, oh, well, we watch Westworld and we watch uh, Game of Thrones. This show is worse than both of those in terms of in terms of grossness, in terms of just like bad scenarios, sexual stuff, way that people are talking. Um, it's worse than both of the shows. I, I mean, within the first four episodes, I would definitely say with, you know, sex scenes, you would get way worse in Game of Thrones or even Westworld. But the tone, the tone. Uh, maybe I'm just, I'm just referring to episode one. Yeah, well, one. yeah, but I'm, yeah, the tone of the whole series in just four episodes is definitely, I just feel like a lot more sinister. Yeah, you haven't got the other. Bi- there's another big sexual. There's another big sexual. Well, and there's scene a scene that you haven't that you haven't where they go into yet. like the superheroes like secret 
like bar hangout. There's like, I forgot about that scene till right now. Oh my gosh, yeah. that scene was unreal. And it just made me think like as a show, it's like I think if superheroes were real and real people in our world, I think that's what they would be like. I think that's exactly what they'd be like. They'd be corrupt. They'd be drug addicts. They would be sinister and and then capitalized, and capitalized on making m- money and stuff like that. Like, that's totally what it'd be. Um, I won't spoil too much of it, but yeah, I, I give this show a six out of six, which is going to be weird for people because a lot of times if it's gross or something like that, I'm not really going to give it the time of day. But I agree with Mark. This show is the show I didn't know I wanted. Um, really made me question some great stuff. Um, I think in episode five or six, there's a really significant scene at a Christian um, camp and one of the um, superheroes that they call them supers in the show. If basically if you're a super in the show, you're probably a bad guy. Um, and it just talks about this really corrupt Christian guy and just really thought for thought provoking stuff of like, hey, who is articulating a message and what is the reason they're saying it? Um, obviously, I'm a Christian. And so this. This just was a really challenging thought process for me, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I agree with Mark. This is one of those shows that there are times where I'm looking away just because it's really gross, but the themes in it as a superhero fan are just some that like I couldn't help but be intrigued by, and I couldn't help but want to keep watching it, and um, it has the most... Um, not like gory or like gross to watch scene, but it has the most disturbing... Um, superhero scene i've ever seen and that's at the end of it that's in the ep- episode four we talked about that earlier mark um it, it's a jarring first episode um one of the heroes that joins what's called the seven it's their version of the justice league um the girl from iowa you just kind of go in her journey and man is it just what a phenomenal job that actress does um she's, she's, she's the only phenomenal. redeeming hero She's the redeeming I mean, up to quality four, of this whole four, show. Four yeah. and, and you're right, yeah. You're trying to get, like, these superheroes are supposed to be, you know, the good guys. But it turns, like, there's an, there's other non-superheroes. Like, that's Carl Urban. He's kind of, like, the head of these, you know, people that don't like soups. And you, you, they're kind of the bad guys, but in a sense. But you're rooting for them because you're, like, you're seeing all the backstories and what these people, what these soups are. And it's just like, man, these people shouldn't be in their position. It's so interesting because this year we've had this show and then we had Umbrella Academy. And Umbrella Academy also had some adult themes in it, right? Like I remember watching some of the stuff and I was like, oh, that's a little jarring. And this show, I think the only show I can compare it to is Umbrella oh Academy. Max, I, um, I, gotta, I gotta stop. But uh, the doppelganger scene... How do you not stop there? Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it was disturbing. Yeah. Well, and I've watched American Gods. That's another show I've watched. And I think um in terms of stuff like that, it's parallel to American Gods. Um didn't know, didn't on know that. stars. So I mean, I've seen some stuff where it's like, okay, just like let's fast forward and get through this. But um yeah, aside from those, I mean, those are that's a big part of the show. Some of the themes are just, as a superhero fan, really intriguing to me. And just, I really love these kinds of, this genre. And so I, I just couldn't help but really be fascinated by the show. And I cannot wait for season two. Um, I think I'm really looking forward to it. Isaac, have you had a chance to watch any of this? I have not yet. But I did um, see on Twitter that they have already started shooting season two. So that must be happening next year around the same time-ish or something like that. So, yeah. It's on my it's on my list, so I'm I'm planning on watching it. So definitely a show that is for mature audiences. Um, 
I still recommend it. Um, even as a all shucks kind of Christian guy, I still recommend it. Um, but be prepared. It, do- it is jarring. It does. You know, when you watch Game of Thrones, they'll have like, you know, ooh, adult content and maybe some nudity and, you know, a little bit of violence. This show shows all of all the things they warn you about on TVMA. Everything down the list. It's like you, we just know what you're going to see. We're warning you now. You can turn back, but we're warning you. It has everything you may not like in, you know, nudity, language, and violence. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, go cautiously into it. If you're somebody who's like really easily offended or like just you like superheroes, but you don't like some of this stuff, stay away from it. Um, Go read about it. Um, but I know Zane has read some of the comic books and the comic books are very similar. I mean, they couldn't even run some of these comic books um, because they were just so dark. Um, but yeah, every hero is phenomenal. The, the first death in the first episode is like, if you've never watched a trailer for this, because I know they show it in one of the trailers. Um, it's just like, whoa, it is just such a just like the show is just so crazy. Um, so, yeah, check it out. I think uh, I think you'll like it for sure. So, Mark, is that it for hot and snot for you? That that is everything for me. Isaac, let's go to you, man. So I'll go ahead and start with my snots because I have something on it that will probably get me going if I don't have something to follow up with right away. So I'll just start it off with the big guns right away. Um, so Walmart after the shootings that happened last week, um, took a bunch of video games off of shelves. Um, And that's supposedly in response to the rhetoric that video games um, applaud or condone violence. And that's just something that is laughable to people that actually play video games. So that's a big time snot for me. Don't really want to get into all the politics of everything, but man, Walmart, come on, man. Also, and uh, on that logic, like, why am I not in the NFL right now? I play, I've played hundreds of hours of Madden, right, and I'm not in the right, NFL. Exactly. And maybe that's why, hey, maybe if I went outside and like did stuff, maybe that's right. How and so, the so the weird part is like, hey, if you want to do, do like something about the shootings, that's great. But the weird thing is they pulled these video games off the shelf and they didn't, like, pull any guns off of their shelves. Like, they didn't slow down gun sales or anything like that. Isaac, I know you said not to get political, but on this topic, it's, as a nation, we're trying, it's so easy to point at easy targets. I'm sorry for the pun. Um, that, that was in, involuntary. I didn't mean involuntary. it. That's in poor taste. I'm sorry for any involuntary. But, um, like, it's... A video game would just be a variable that you get rid of it. I mean, that's not yeah, the yeah, exactly. that's not the cause. The guns, get rid of them. That's not the cause. The cause is how we're being taught and raised and dealt with with mental issues, as you know, as a nation. Like that's it, you need to fix that. That is where the where the stuff is coming from. It's not. It's not. It's not guns' fault. I'm not a gun advocate. I don't own a gun. I don't go hunting. I don't go to a shooting range. But that's not, I mean, yes, that is, that is a variable and a tool to do what these evil people have done. 
and these evil people would st- still find a way to get whatever they wanted to That's cause. Right. And harm, that, and so. yes, to your point, that is definitely true. I'm just saying, if if you're going to take action, why not take action in a way that you know would actually make people like you as a company? Because this definitely doesn't do much for their customers. I don't think. I don't think anybody's really happy about that, unless. Yeah, true, true. Maybe maybe that's their goal. Maybe they just want GameStop to get some more business. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm going to move on. Um, my other snot is, so Disney announced that they are going to be producing another live-action movie, and it is The Great Mouse Detective. Really? I didn't know this. I just, okay. Great Mouse Detective is an underrated Disney movie. It was actually one of my favorites when I was a kid. But... Why do you need a live-action movie about mice being detect- detectives? It's it's getting a little out of hand, I feel like. These live-action movies um, <laughs> just... Ma- Isaac, <laughs> have you seen Stuart Little? Did you love Stuart Little? Your answer is yes. Speak for yourself, Isaac. I'm Come not on, saying a, little, a movie about a little cute mouse isn't a good idea, but why do you need to make a live-action remake of The Great Mouse Detective? Just make your own original story. I Okay, and this is something that... Yeah, but that's, that's hard. They, you have an existing IP that's going to make you money. I mean, I agree with you. They can right. make something else, an original also, idea. Also, just along that vein, I, I'm i just not a fan. And this is why I kind of changed my mind after... So Zane uh, put forth a top five idea that we did not end up going with tonight. And that top five childhood uh, movie franchises that you would like to see rebooted. And I at first I was like, oh, that's a great idea. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, no, I don't want any of my childhood franchises rebooted. I love those franchises because they're good movies as as is. I don't want any of them rebooted. So I the reboots and the live action remakes are just getting old hat to me and I'm not... I'm not really pumped about... Although, I will say, I am excited for the Mulan one because that looks pretty cool. But it's just like... But they don't have the dragon. Well, you don't know that. They might have it in there and they just haven't shown it yet. That's what... Didn't they say, they, they're, didn't they say they're not having them? But the trailer looked cool, so... Okay, well, there you go. Well, I better get my Szechuan right, sauce. Right, they better dang come out with that go. again. Or, or Rick and Morty Season 4 is going to have a heyday. They're already going to have a heyday because it's November that it's coming out, right? Okay, I digress. Anyways, uh, that was my last snot. And then for my hots list, um, I just finished uh, Detroit Become Human. It's a game on PS4. It was free on PlayStation Plus last month. And excuse me, um, it's it's a game that. Basically, the plot is there. It's 2038 or something like that. And there's a company that produces androids that are basically like, you know, servants or slaves that you can purchase. And they basically become sentient and develop like, you know, thoughts of their own. And the whole game runs the concept of should we treat these sentient androids as um, their own beings or do we treat them as. Uh, machines that humans built so you play as android and you go through the game making your own choices it's kind of one of those butterfly effect type games you know a choice you make can affect 
what um, your storyline is. So I and I really enjoyed those types of games. Uh, we our friend group, the Infinity Bros, were part of Until Dawn, which is a PS Plus game way back in the day, and that was really fun too. Um, but I really enjoyed playing through this game once, and now that I know the main storyline, I don't know if I would go back and play again, but I did do that with Until Dawn, and just the concept of that is just really interesting to me as a gamer. Like, you know, if you make a wrong or a bad choice, it could affect your gameplay or storyline down the line. I just really like that concept, so... Uh, if you haven't played that game, I think it's actually a PS4 exclusive, so you might need a PS4 to play that one. But definitely check it out if you picked it up on PS Plus and just haven't downloaded it and played it yet. Pretty good, pretty worth it. So um, next on my hot list is a couple uh, Lord of the Rings news. So Amazon is creating a Lord of the Rings um, kind of a lore series. It's supposed to be... Um, I believe a couple thousand years before the actual Lord of the Rings series takes place. Um, and I believe they've started production on that. So I just saw that on Twitter and I was like, oh man, that is going to be awesome. And there are rumors that it's going to be 20 episodes for the first season. So I just thought that was really cool. Uh, give me all of the Lord of the Rings I can handle. And the next thing is that Netflix announced Two Towers and Return of the King are going to be on Netflix in September. So for all you people who don't own those movies, you will be able to stream them on Netflix come September. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, Fellowship has been on for a while, and I don't know if that's staying on. I hope so, because it'd be great to have a old-school Lord of the Rings marathon if only they had the extended versions on Netflix. Um. So that those are both uh, exciting pieces of news. One last thing I have on my hot list, and that is a couple of podcasts that I've been listening to. So I'm just going to shout out the Reformed Gamers. Um, it's a gaming podcast. If you guys are into video games, we mention them quite often on the Infinity Bros podcast. But that is a podcast of a couple of Christian guys who talk about gaming, video games. It's pretty much all about gaming, but kind of from a Christian perspective. So that's a pretty sweet podcast. Um, check that out there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And then also the Retro Rewind podcast. And the concept of this podcast is really cool to me. So they actually review video games and movies from 15 years ago. So they have a, I don't know exactly how the process is. They have a list of movies and games that they go through and review just older stuff and it's really really cool they just spend one whole hour-ish episode on each movie or game that they review and those guys are pretty dang cool so you can check out them the retro rewind podcast on twitter instagram and facebook as well so that is my hot and snot i'm gonna go quick because we got a lot still to get through um snot the cats trailer yuck it looks so bad Ugh. yuck <laughs> as somebody who like and here's the thing the cats the cats uh musical isn't bad okay that's all i'm gonna say might get some hate for that it's not bad the movie looks horrible it looks horrible. 
Uh, Madden 20 just came out. I cannot stand the mechanics on this game. Um, I'm getting really grouchy about defensive line using them. Um, it feels like my playbook from last year is like completely different. Um, when most of the plays that are in the playbook are from last year, but like the ones that I used last year, all of a sudden are all gone and they've added RPOs. It's just RPOs all the time. It's just stupid. So Madden 20 so far is not making me too pleased. Although I have been buttering my friend's biscuits in that game significantly. What's your online record? (laughs) My online record's horrible. I've just been buttering Robert's biscuits. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) So you're saying that Robbie should not get Madden 20. Because he doesn't know what RPO. Yeah, is. that's yeah. Robbie should not go anywhere near mentor. Okay, so Robbie, or it would help him learn what RPO oh, is. That's a good yeah, good point. We're all about we're all about educating each other. Remember that, guys. So mm, we can't you know right. hold. He people can't back. even spell it, so let's not even like get him to that point. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's okay. fair. Okay. You're right. Okay. Yeah, okay. don't get it, yeah. Robbie. Um, but that's away, it for Robbie. my snot. My hot Disney Plus and Hulu are going to do a merging um, thing where if you have Hulu, you can pay only a couple extra bucks for Disney Plus. Side note, if you have and Spotify, you can get Hulu from Spotify. So that means all three will oh, be bundled. I did not know that. I, and ES, and yes, ESPN+. Yes, that's Plus. what I was going to say. ESPN Plus is included in that bundle as well. And I, I think it's funny, like, if you know, the like, the, the business side of things, and, like, oh, man, Hulu and Disney are partnering up. Disney, like, owns yeah, the majority they own 60% share of, of it. Right. After the Fox, yeah, after the Fox purchase. So like of course that is was going to happen. Is ESPN Plus yeah. worth it? Like I don't even know what that provides. I mean, it probably just has all the ESPN channels. Well, maybe they'll be switching from like you know ESPN three to like that's where you get your ESPN mm, if you want to watch okay. it online. Watch that makes sense because mm, you know you Disney go. also owns ESPN. Gotta watch, so gotta watch the Ocho. Um, <sighs> Zombieland two trailer. Love this trailer. I'm all about it. I give it a six out of six. Um, cannot wait for this movie zombie land one is one of the most underrated movies of all time it's criminal that this movie took this long to get made um i don't care that it doesn't look as good as the first one i'm still giving it a six out of six because zombie land two movies better than not having one that's all i'll say um this <clears throat> uh abc announced that they'll be doing a crossover with runaways and cloak and dagger that will appear on hulu um as somebody who's been watching runaways and I've been off and on with Cloak and Dagger. I've been watching Runaways. Zane's been watching Cloak and Dagger. Um, we're going to have to go. And now you we two have, can yeah. hang out and hold hands and watch it together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful. Why don't you get together with your fiance and have her write another rating about how awesome you are for us later? I, I don't have her write anything. Right. I don't force. Wrong. I don't force the person I'm in love with to do things that she wouldn't want don't to imply <laughs> that I do that with my wife. Don't imply that. I'm yes, not, you, yes, you I'm are. Not, you said, you said that. Then you went. That. Dot, I, just, dot, dot, I just don't do that with my fiance. I just don't do that. Okay, here's a here's a side note too that I'd like to add to my hot list and probably all of our hot lists. So there have been actor and actress after act actor and actress announced for this massive infinite crisis crossover event that the CW is oh doing. Oh my gosh, yes. And yeah. I, if you have not been into the CW, which most of us kind of really haven't been up until this point, you better dang be into it now because there are some ridiculous Kevin names Conroy. being thrown around for this. Dude, dude, it's going to be so good. Dude, it's imagine, going to be so good. Can you imagine if Adam West didn't pass away the other, like last year? Having having old he yeah that'd be so, oh, oh I'm getting chills right now thinking if that was 
a possibility. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. They probably will get him because he was he's been they in. They should those get shows. Will Friedle to be Batman Beyond. Gosh, shut your mouth, Matt. They should. They good should ideas. do that. They <laughs> honestly should. Do you th- do you think they're going after someone like him? Like even someone the- like they've gone after Kevin Conroy to play Bruce Wayne. He's never been live action. He doesn't look like, like are Batman. They going That's why after he's not some live action. Well, he do- he's not Batman. He looks like an old Bruce Wayne now at this point. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. Do you think they're going after people like Val Kilmer or George no, Clooney or no. Chris O'Donnell? They're not George. No, George Clooney so? ain't enough. Or Michael. They Keaton? can't pay for Clooney or Keaton. They, they Keaton, can't. Afford no, him. I feel like Keaton likes the role enough that he'd be back. There's no way they can get either of them right now. They can't get Christian Bale. They can't get any of those guys. There's no way. Well, well Ben no, Affleck. They can't get Ben Affleck either. You, yeah, they could. Of the four of of the four hey. of them, Clooney is probably the cheapest right now. Okay. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Who, who do you think? What do you think would happen first? A Man of Steel two or Henry Cavill showing up in this crossover as Man of Steel two? You think that would happen first for real? Oh wow, I would go the other way. Mm-hmm. I do. Like after all the names being thrown around for this, yeah, I do. I think Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman ever again, and I think the only way he will be is if they pay him millions. And the CW does not do you think have Billy millions. Billy Williams makes it. Makes it makes it back as Two Face, even though he was no, never Two Face. No, no, I do not, Mark. Why don't you name another Batman. obscure Batman character that I can give you a note for? I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for apologizing. They're, they're bringing back Burt Ward. Okay. Well, how about you go tell people what to do that you're in love with? Shut up! I don't ever tell Sarah what to do. I'm sorry. Did did you let her watch the boys with you? She didn't want to. Uh, that's not what you she told did me. not want to because she knew that it would be bad, and she knew she wouldn't like it. Uh huh. We saved ourselves a fight. <laughs> Let's go into the time stone. The time stone. It's a new segment we do every week. Uh, we talk about an old movie of nostalgia, rewatch it, and give a new rating with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective. This week we are going into the Macaulay Culkin led. Home Alone with the news that Disney is going to be um, not doing a reboot. Was Fox trying to do a reboot or is that Disney that's that's a good doing question. a reboot? It was on a list. It was on a list of potential reboots. Yeah, it was on a list. It probably was Fox knowing. Yeah, but like on that aspect, do you think someone from Disney is going through like an old Fox drawer and like finds this list and they're like, mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> Just you get the scene of him sprinting down the hallway, just pushing people over (laughs) (laughs) to get to Bob Iger. (laughs) Mr. Disney. Oh, yeah. yeah, Bob. Okay. Side note. Let's have Mark explain the algorithm that he used to come up with the Time Stone movies, because I'm still a little confused on that. Like how the order of the Time Stone movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you how'd you so come up with that? We all picked five movies that we thought that we should all watch and we'd love to review, and then I put them in. How did I do that? I gave all the movies a number, so there was there's five, there's thirty movies, and I put it in a randomizer, and the randomizer picked whatever. I mean, just by random odds, the, our movie order, and some of us had picked the same movie so th- those movies got you know m- a better chance to be higher in our list from the order that we're doing but those two movies are at the lower bottom so 
just is what it is. Home Alone uh, was produced in 1990. It is rated PG. It was uh, released in November 16th. 1990. Uh, the storyline is a Christmas time, and the McAllister family is preparing for a vacation in Paris, France. But the youngest in the family, named Kevin, gets into a scuffle with his older brother Buzz and is sent to his room, which is on the third floor of the house. The next morning, while the rest of the family is in a rush to make to the airport, they completely forget about Kevin, who now has the house all to himself. Being home alone was fun for Kevin, but having a pizza all to himself, jumping on the parents' bed, and making a mess was wonderful. But then he discovers that two burglars, Harry and Marv, are about to rob his house on Christmas Eve. Um, this movie stars... Have the list. There's the list. Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, Catherine O'Hara, John Candy. You know what was nice about the watch, rewatching this movie for me is realizing that John Candy was in it again. I always forget that he's in this movie. That was a nice surprise. I know when he shows up, it's like oh, polka, John polka. Candy. Yeah, I like I like that they're doing polka in the back of the of the moving car. Kind of illegal, but it is there. Um, some trivia for you guys about this show, this movie. Joe Pesci kept forgetting that he was filming a family movie during his on-screen outburst, uh, so he kept saying the f word. So Christopher Chris Columbus told him to say fridge instead of that. Um, the line, you guys give up or are you thirsty for more, was improvised. Uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern felt indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting, so they intentionally gave over-the-top performance, neither one of them believing the film would be a massive success. Um, the movie that Kevin watches on the videotape is not a real film, but it's from a movie called Angels with Filthy Souls. Um, John Candy improvised all his lines Trademark of John Hughes <clears throat> Marv's line of Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken And maybe he committed suicide Were improvised <laughs> Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken That That's brilliant That's brilliant um, The ornaments uh, Which Marv steps on were actually candy um, and then Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a 30-year-old man. Mark, uh, we're going to start with you. What yeah. is your rating of Home Alone after rewatching it? Gosh, after the rewatch, I would still give it, I think it's a good 5 out of 6. It's a really good, fun movie. Um, just And yeah, like it's a family movie and it's a Christmas movie and I love, I love me some Christmas movies. But... Um, what I'm thinking with the potential reboot, I just don't it, like that movie doesn't hold up today because if Kevin has a cell phone, his mom has a cell phone, he just calls and be like, "Hey, mom, you forgot me at home." Credits. So I just wonder how what excuse they're gonna make up in a reboot to get you know how cell phones aren't in, like you know why a kid doesn't his age won't have a cell phone or have a laptop to go you know message his mom on Facebook, Twitter snapchat instagram or whatever like it would just or email her but i still love that movie that movie holds up did you know he he uh macaulay culkin was nominated for a golden globe for his role in that movie wasn't he nominated for an oscar for um his role in that 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 scary movie what was that movie that he was in it was scary in it uh gosh what's the scary movie movie the good son Oh, gosh, that movie's frightening. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't think I have. Oh, my gosh. Go watch the trailer for The Good Son and be creeped out. It stars him and, uh, oh, my gosh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood's in it. 
It is a frightening movie. Frightening. Frightening. Great, great flick. That we should put that on the list. That'd be a good one. Like like Max Frightening or just Sorry, yes. I am I'm also yeah, asking. I that. would say <laughs> it's just frightening. It's a psychological it's just kids are creepy. And Macaulay Culkin plays a really creepy kid. So if you think kids are creepy, it's frightening. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Um, yeah. Isaac, what about you? I kind of missed a little bit of what you guys are saying, but I'll just go ahead with my review. Uh, I gave it a five out of six. Just rewatched it today. Um, I think you could regard this as a classic, obviously. Um, great Christmas theme, like Mark was saying. Um the reason it I had to bump it down, like I remembered it being a six out of six classic. The reason I bumped it down because it was a bit cheesier and campier than I remembered it being. And I get that's what they're pretty much going for, but it just was way more lighthearted than I anticipated remembering. And but still, classic. Macaulay Culkin nails it. It's hilarious. Um, there was one part that I was kind of like, oh, I don't remember that. That's kind of weird. It's at the beginning when he gets left, realizes he gets left at home, and he looks directly at the camera and says like two or three lines. And I just thought that was weird, just given the whole tone of the movie. Um, yeah, like the four fourth wall break and yeah, like it yeah, never comes back right. it to never that. comes back so i was just like oh well that was that was kind of weird but um again it's a classic hilarious movie um you mentioned something about was it joe pesci was the one that was uh throwing out f-bombs and stuff like that during uh filming i did notice during the first scene when they go to the back door to break into uh the house that his words and his his lips did not match. So he might have been throwing up a bunch of F bombs and they just went back later and like, you know what, let's just let's just edit those out. <laughs> but no, it's a classic, fantastic movie. Definitely cheesy, but it's like probably one of the better cheesy Christmas movies that you that you want to watch. I mean, it's one that you have to watch every Christmas season. Like you have to watch it at least once when Christmas rolls yes. around. That and Die Hard are the must watch Christmas movies. Die Hard. Yeah, this movie this movie holds up, but it's a four and a half out of six. This movie has to sit in the shadow of another movie called Home Alone Two. Which is the far super Or Home Alone Three. Screw Home Alone Three. Home Alone Two is <laughs> the superior of the Home Alone movies. And what? By a mile. By, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I'm sorry. I don't want to be part of the segment that I'm making us do. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Oh. 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 Yeah. That's right, Mark. And hold on. Hold on. Let me. No. 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 We need to go back and look at this movie because is it better than Home Alone 2? The answer is no. You guys need to all come to your, your, your Here's your Here's a question for you. Did you remember Home Alone 2 being better than Home Alone initially, like before the rewatch? No, or? no I actually watched both of them for this oh, purpose. Oh, you did? Okay. I watched both of them. Um, AMC had a little rewatch, and both of them were on. I was like, sweet. They knocked it out. 
So you don't even own these. Movies. I actually, don't, I, I don't you own these movies. No, that's, I'm sorry. I didn't know. So, I didn't know I had so to own a movie to a, like it. You're, you're, no, no, no. But you're basing these movies off of a TV edit. Yeah. That's, Instead of that's the full fair. feature. Yeah, that's fair. If that's what okay, you're going to, yeah. if, if that's, yeah, t- if that's yeah, where no, I'm going to be no, judged. No, I just, I mean, I just can't you're believe you're judging ju- me. If you're going to judge a product, then you should watch the whole product. So let it be written. So let it be done. Um, there it is. You put, you put, you put baby in a corner. No, I gave it a four and a half out of six. Um, I I was so pleasantly surprised to see John Candy again. Um, Macaulay Culkin really crushes this role, and Joe Pesci and who's the guy that plays Marv? What's his name? Daniel Stern. They're hilarious. Like, yeah. There's just nothing more to say after that. You guys have nailed everything. Um, the other thing too. This is what I noticed at the end. Hold on, I have a really important thing I got to do. So the phone lines are cut. You guys remember this? The phone lines are cut. The phones uh-huh. are out. This is why the kids. This is why the parents can't reach them. The whole movie. The whole movie. They, the, the phone lines are cut. Why does Kevin call the police from his parents' bedroom at the end of the movie? It's the '90s, Max. This movie was filmed in in 1989, probably. Okay. Mm, okay. So no. Well, I watched the TV edit. Maybe I had it wrong. I just wanted to check in and make sure that the TV edit didn't do something wrong. Oh, you got nothing there? Okay. It's a fictional movie. Well, you're, you're breaking fiction, up. I can't hear you. It's a fictional movie, Max. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. Whatever, dude. Get that guy. I, would, I was going to say earlier that I think uh, Marv and what's what's his name? The other guy's name? Harry. Gosh. Harry? Harry and Marv. Harry, Harry. Okay, Harry and Marv. I feel like they're one of the better uh, comedic villain duos in like classic movies or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like they, they are just like I, I was expecting them to be cheesy and kind of lame on the rewatch, but I was like pleasantly surprised at how at how much I enjoyed their like interaction and just them in the whole movie. Like they were really, really great. Gosh, when they when when Marv steps on the nail. Ugh. Oh, I know. Ugh. I remember watching that as a kid and I was like, ah, it hurts to watch. It still hurts to watch. It's just Ugh. horrible. Did you ever watch? I don't know if it was a YouTube or a TV show that did like the the like physics behind all the things Kevin would have set up and like how most of the things it would either like made too much. It would you needed oh, too yeah. much they energy to produce it, like electricity or it would have killed like the like the paint can would have killed uh, Harry. They or definitely yeah, right. and the iron to the face, like you just got a nice little yeah. imprint of an iron. Lighting, and lighting your head on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he okay that part too. He stands there and just screams for about like three seconds. Like obviously, you would immediately run or drop to the ground no. or something. No, no, he just stands there and takes it for like no, 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 no. You'd stay there. Um, the budget for this movie was eighteen million. How much do you think it made worldwide? Four hundred and seventy-six million dollars. Uh, I'm gonna say three hundred million. Five hundred and thirty-three point eight million dollars. This movie, those are was that adjusted gross? That's or? cumulative world gross. That's in the nineties too, bro. That's that's impressive. Yeah, that's, that's some good. That is some good margins. That's why I was guessing three hundred million because I was like, huh, nineties, you know. Some some older movies you like think as classics didn't actually do that great in the box office, but then they're just like cult classics or whatever. But oh man, that's that's really impressive. Yeah, man. Let's get into the top five. The we're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. 
list starts now. All right, so for the top five today, we are doing the top five movies remaining in 2019 as of August 11th. I can't believe I started the show off saying we're still in July when it's like we're a third of the way through August. <laughs> like, I cannot believe how much time has flown for me. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been the best summer, um, man. Dude, it has. It has. Oh, man. It's been a good episode. Let's close it strong, though. Um,. I'm going to start this time around. We're going to go top five movies remaining in 2019, and we'll close the show out. Um, I'm going to start with my number five. This is a very reluctant number five for me. The only reason I'm putting it on here is because I will be a very harsh critic of this movie, but I will go see it. I'm not going to treat it like Venom. I'm going to see it. not going to give this movie the Venom treatment. Uh, is Joker. Um, I'm very fascinated to see how this movie goes. I think it's a train wreck waiting to happen, but I'm going to give it the time of day. So I'm looking forward to watching that. My number four is 21 Bridges, um, starring Chadwick Boseman, um, the Russo brothers, their first movie produced um, after Avengers Endgame, um, about a detective who um, investigates the murder of eight cops and basically shuts down Manhattan, the 21 Bridges, to, to do a manhunt for the night of uh, to find these killers. And uh, looks really good, and I'm a big fan of Chadwick Boseman. Number three, I talked about it earlier, Zombieland. Can't wait for this movie. Six out of six. It doesn't look as good as the top two movies that I'm thinking, but, man, I couldn't, can't wait for that. Number two is probably going to be on all of our lists is Star Wars. Um, Yeah, I'm sure Isaac will have a lot to say about that, so I'll, leave, I'll let him have the floor on that. And then finally, if you ask me three to four years ago if this movie is on my number one list, you're, I'm probably laughing at you. Um, and saying, absolutely not, I'll never even see the first one. But It, Chapter 2. Um, I cannot wait Shocking. for It, Chapter 2. I will be going opening, trying to go opening weekend if possible. Um, that is I shocking. Cannot I am proud of you, Max. To see this Good movie. job. Thank you, guys. This means a lot. In the midst of all this, for you to say that, that means a lot. Um, no, I, I really can't wait. Um, I think the cast they've assembled is amazing. I think Star Wars... <sighs> I mean, we've talked about it. This this new trilogy has been hit or miss. So Star Wars could be easily the best movie on the list. Um, but in terms of hype, I'm hyped for it. I'm very hyped for it, and I cannot wait. I'll be there. So, yeah. Isaac. All right. So I'm going to preface my list with saying I think off the top of my head, I probably will only go see one of these movies on my list. Maybe two. We'll see. Maybe th- maybe even three. There's a possibility for three, but definitely not more than three. Um, so here we go. Uh, honorable mention is it because I watched the trailer and it was terrifying. And I will say that I have not seen the first one, but I have heard many good things. And if Max thinks that a scary movie is a good movie, it is probably a very good movie. So I'm going to have to watch it and then eventually see it too and be scared out of my pants so um number five on my list is jumanji the next level um again not because i think it's going to be a good movie because i watched the trailer and i was like huh that looks like it it will be mildly entertaining and funny um number four on my list is frozen 2 and that honestly is more for my daughter than myself. Um, the first Frozen was good, and I think it over <laughs> it got overplayed uh, 
very, very much and got very maddening and annoying to everybody basically on Earth. So hopefully they can come up with some pretty cool stuff for um, Frozen 2. I'm, I will not see this in the theater unless my wife drags me to it with my daughter. But um, So I am actually interested to see if my daughter will like it, though. Um, number three on my list is Joker. And this is one. Of, so two and three are both ones that I'm like, I am not going to go out of my way to see them in the theater. But if I so happen to have a free night without children, maybe I will. So Joker is on that list at three. I am excited in the sense that this is going to be a very different take on Joker and uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. Um, I am not excited in the sense that Todd Phillips has basically said this has nothing to do with the comic book character. It's just going to be a new take on Joker. And it's kind of the same vibe that you have, Max, with Venom. It's like, is a Joker movie going to work without Batman? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? So intrigued by Joker. I wouldn't call myself excited. Number two is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Like, this is one that I'm like, oh my gosh. So, Mr. Rogers is a classic, obviously, and Tom Hanks apparently is just playing every single iconic person in any biopic in the past, like, 10 years. So, He's going to be fantastic. The trailer looked amazing. And when I heard that Tom Hanks was playing Mr. Rogers, I was like, oh, well, like, yes, Tom Hanks is amazing. But that just seemed like a a different type of casting for him. But he just nailed it in the trailer. Holy crap. So this is another one that I'm like, okay, if I get a free second, I'm probably going to go see this one. Number one on my list to... Max's uh, not surprise apparently is uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. This is the movie that I will be going to, regardless of you know my hype level around it, um, which is surprisingly low um, given that it's a Star Wars movie. But um, it is a Star Wars movie, so I will be going to see it regardless of you know what my thoughts are on it right now or or leading up to it. Um, I'm excited to see the ending of a, again, like Max said, hit or miss um, new saga. And it just, I'm excited to see how they close it out. And again, with J.J. Abrams coming back to direct this one, maybe he'll be able to uh, not patch up what Ryan Johnson did in the, is it Rain or Ryan? Rain? Rain? Ryan? I never, I never know. Ryan, Ryan Johnson did in oh my in, uh, gosh, I totally forgot Jedi. about this movie. Um, oh my not necessarily gosh, patch up, but just like somehow oh. make ends meet in this one because it seems like Ryan Johnson just had mm. a different vision for for Star Wars, and it kind of seemed like it bumped off um, what J.J. Abrams was trying to do in the first one. So I, I am excited to see all the ends meet, and hopefully we'll get another good. Star Wars movie out of it and who knows obviously this is going to be the last of this trilogy and well they they have said that they won't be 
making a Star Wars movie for a while, but you know, it is a moneymaker. So I'm guessing we'll probably see another Star Wars related movie in the next two or three years, but it, it should be interesting to see the ending of this trilogy. Right. My top five includes, uh, my number five is Rambo last blood. I'm pretty excited to see Sylvester Stallone play that character again of Rambo. Um, probably gonna be full of action. Uh, my number four is it chapter two. Uh, number three is uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, uh, just the trailer itself is just so good. Uh, amazing. So I'm, sp- I'm just ashamed that Max didn't put that on his list. Um, number two. Yeah. Right. Number two uh, for me is Joker. I think unlike, I think Max has some, some credence behind what he's saying with, I mean, yeah, I just, who knows? The movie could be really good or it could be really bad, but I, I mean, I'm going to go see it in theaters no matter what. Just like, I mean, unlike dark phoenix which had a bunch of negative press coming in this one actually has some positive stuff (laughs) um and then my number one of course is star wars the rise of skywalker uh the culmination of this skywalker saga is gonna be fun i think jj abrams is gonna bring back um you know all the guns for this and i think it will definitely succeed more than uh last jedi did and i think it'll be a fun ride I'm all in. Hashtag all in. uh, Rise of Skywalker. Hashtag all in. And that's my top five. Fantastic. Well, there's our top five segment for the week. Hey, thank you for listening to our show. We're super glad that you, the audience, were here. Isaac, you did awesome, man. Thanks for coming on, brother. Mark, um, we fought. We cried. We laughed. But we survived. Thank you for being on. We did. And thank you, and thanks to the Infinity Bros universe for tuning in and listening to us banter back and forth. And thanks to Mark's uh, fiance Kelly yeah, for eventually listening to, to one. This It'd be nice if she listened to one finally. Be re- <laughs> yeah, finally. Re- I do want to plug our next Time Stone movie is The Room, which is a classic, oh, bad, yes. great movie. That oh uh, hopefully gosh. we get the whole gang back together. It's gonna be so to many. It's oh, gonna be on. so many thoughts on this. Oh my gosh, we'd have to have an Infinity Bros reunion with all of us the, on. The for movie this. was so bad that it's good, and the train wreck of that movie was then, you know, turned into a biopic by uh, James Franco playing. I almost feel like we should do the Room and Disaster Artist. Oh man, maybe we should. Why not together? Like a double? Oh, I suppose it's not a time stone, but yeah. But you could to, still tack it on at the end. Well, we we'll talk about that next time. So it'd be the extra credit for the Infinity Bros. Yeah, we'll figure it out next time. So, well, hey, thank you, the audience, for listening to us. As always, we love you three thousand. You can check us out on um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for the thumbs up and uh, shoot us an email at Infinity Bros Podcast at gmail dot com uh, or. Go on iTunes, leave us a review so we can read it next episode. Have a great rest of your week, um, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.